Hi friends and welcome to Without the Footnotes, not your typical Holocaust lecture with me, your host Estherini. I took a week off and now I'm back in the hot seat, ready to bring you more glorious information about the Holocaust and genocide. Um, in the meantime, whilst I had some time off, we've had Pesach or Passover and Easter. So happy holidays to anyone who celebrated. And if you didn't, I hope you I hope you enjoyed the extra days off and the great weather that we seem to have last week. Here in Berlin, it got to around 23 degrees and it was magnificent. The sun, in my opinion, really does make all of the difference. Um, yeah, so this month's episodes... I did mention this a little, I think, in the last episode of season two, but this month, month's ep episodes are going to be a bit different as it is Genocide Awareness and Prevention Month. So April is the month for that. So I'm going to be bringing you a different episode each week that focus focuses around, that is focused around that. So before starting season three of the podcast, we're just going to have a few like kind of like the buffer sides I did between um, season one and season two, if you've listened to those. Um, yeah, April's going to be all about Genocide Awareness Month. So I haven't actually decided what season three is going to definitely be about yet. So I just wanted to say that if you did have any topics that you're curious about or um, things that you want to know more about, please feel free to DM me or email me info at withoutthefootnotes.org with any suggestions of topics. And yeah, we can see what happens. I can see what kind of interests listeners have and then um, see what I can put together. So as I said, today's programming um, is going to be today's programming. <laughs> today's episode is going to be about Genocide Awareness and Prevention Month and I'm just today going to talk to you a little bit about what that is and some things that we can do during the month of April to make sure that we're being proactive and don't worry there's no stress I've made sure that I've covered suggestions for all different kinds of energy levels um, and I just want to show you that it really is very very easy to be active in the prevention and halting of genocide even though it seems like you know you might feel like you yourself as an individual can't make that much of an impact or a difference you really really can and some of this stuff you can quite literally do whilst you're horizontal on the couch scrolling Instagram you know so anyway that is enough chat for me I'm just going to crack on with this week's episode Okay, so Genocide Awareness and Prevention Month. Um, this month marks the commemoration of six genocides, so either anniversaries or memorial days. And that is the Armenian Genocide, the Holocaust, Cambodia, Rwanda, Bosnia and Darfur. So all within the month of April is um, some kind of commemoration or anniversary of each of those respective genocides. So... I'll do this chronologically, chronologically because um, a couple of these have passed already or by the time you've listened to them, they would have passed already. So April 3rd um, is, the, is for Darfur. Then we have on April 5th is the anniversary of the siege 
of Sarajevo, which is Bosnia. Then on the 7th of April, we have Rwandan Genocide Memorial Day. Then on the evening of the 7th, going on till the evening of the 8th of April, is Yom HaShoah, which is the Israeli um, Day of Remembrance for the Holocaust. And then on the 17th, we have the anniversary of the start of the Cambodian genocide. And then on the 27th of April, so at the end of the month, we have Armenian Genocide Memorial Day. So when I was looking up about, like I was reading up about Genocide Awareness and Prevention Month, I think what struck me was the fact that we have so many anniversaries during this month of quite prominent, well-known genocides. And that got me thinking, instead of just commemorating and just raising awareness about these issues, how can we actually be proactive in the fight against genocide and helping people who really are in need and just maybe making it more of a norm that we factor in that this kind of thing is happening whilst we're just going about our lives. So I put together a 10 point list of different things that we can do and the idea is that you can just choose something that suits your lifestyle whilst also knowing that you are contribu- contributing to prevention and to the prevention and halting of genocide. If you continue to do these small acts like whatever suits you and enough people do them on a whole this will make this will have a huge impact and it really I mean it really is designed with your autonomy in mind so you can do as much or as little as you feel that you're capable of but my um yeah I suppose what I wanted to bring to it was like just to encourage people to actually be proactive and encourage them into activism and show them that there is an easier way in rather than it having to take up a lot of your time if you don't have that to give. So here we go. I'm just going to run through the list now and and give some um, examples of what can be done. So I always think that the first place, so number one, the first place to start is with yourself. And this should be acts of kindness. So self-improvement, and it's kind of like the objective of do one doing one thing each day that is for somebody else and this really encourages a mindset and an, a personal norm of doing things outside of yourself to help other people so we sometimes a lot when we're looking at genocide we always think well why didn't anybody do anything why didn't anyone step in why was there nobody standing up for this group that was being persecuted why do we feel like people who resist things are are almost like a different level of person, like they're ready to sacrifice themselves? And I really think it has to do with how much you practice doing things for other people and kind of doing stuff outside of outside of yourself. So I would encourage you to do something kind for a person every single day until that just become becomes your norm and this can be as small as smiling at a stranger um i know that might be pretty hard to do with a mask on but you you get my gist um you get my uh, gist sorry or saying thank you a little louder than you than you normally would to make sure that people can actually hear that you're being kind like to actually hear your kindness or you could offer to 
do do a neighbor's shopping you could offer to get to know your neighbors like more um just to make it more yeah just to break those barriers down between you and let's say strangers um yeah so tiny acts of kindness each day until that just becomes the norm that if in the future you did see anything out of the ordinary going on it would be your na- um your natural inclination to help or to be kind to someone or be more open um so that's that my second one donations donations are always needed especially when it comes to um topics like this not only do people who are being persecuted desperately need your help whether that's whether you're donating through a charity or to a survivor fund or to an NGO um also to bring education to people and to raise awareness on issues and to educate um and to educate people on these kinds of things museums educational centers universities um social initiatives they all need your donations in order to keep doing what they're doing and if you're i mean the thing is a donation can doesn't have to be huge it can literally just be a pound or a euro or something you could get your phone out now you could google i don't know your local holocaust museum all of these kinds of places will have a donate now button and you know with all the payment options nowadays it will take you literally seconds to make that contribution and enough people make contributions means that all of this work can continue to be done i don't have to tell you how much you can change someone's life just by donating a warm blanket for instance for someone who is living in a refugee camp or a displaced persons camp seek out those charities or museums or educational centers or or um yeah or ngos who need your who need donations and just give just give whatever you can it doesn't matter nobody's watching but it will make all the difference to whoever you donate to um another thing you can do is to buy resources so if you have the means to and what i mean by that is um libraries or um schools um yeah um even universities like this kind of thing see if there's edu- or educational centers in your area see if there's any resources that they need a lot of these places will have to uh, rely on funding from the government or they will have to um raise donate basically they have to raise money through independent donors to be able to run the courses or to focus on very specific um areas in the curriculum and if they don't have the funding for it the courses just won't be run so contact your local library and see if there's books in the collection that are missing or they may perhaps they have a list of books that they desire but they just don't have the funding to buy and buy it for them we all know the platforms now where you can you know you can buy books very very easily and yeah perhaps there is um perhaps there is a local school that needs that children's book that opens the that can open the discussion to how to talk about these kinds of issues with children and they will just have the resources in their school library um so that's that 
Number four, well, if you're listening to this episode, then you're already doing it, but you can educate yourself. Very simple. Um, Not only with podcasts, but obviously this podcast you can listen to. You can also spread the word and like pass this on to other people who maybe aren't listening to it so that they can educate themselves on the issue. Um, And you never know, you might find, you know, and somebody unleashes the inner activist in them and through um through this podcast is um inspired to go out in the world and and do something um but anyway um outside of this you can attend virtual lectures I really like to do this so check out Eventbrite this is what I use I'll go on Eventbrite and I will search keywords so if I'm interested in let's say the holocaust and like books and I'll see if there's any um, like book clubs types thing going on or um, anyone's presenting um, new research or stuff like that. And I'll put in keywords of something that I'm interested, interested in and see what comes up. And you will be astonished at how many events are actually free. And you're hearing from, you know, top researchers who are presenting their new findings or they're they're talking over a topic or diving into it in depth you'll have film screenings you'll have um, panel discussions all different things like that and yeah maybe there's something that you've listened to in the podcast previously and you're now like well I want to know more about current research on the Cambodian genocide and what's going on there type that in Cambodian genocide see what comes up see what events are coming up in the future it's a great resource um you can also check out specific museums that perhaps I've mentioned before in this podcast and libraries mentioning again educational centers universities sometimes they have like open access where you don't have to be part of that institution to have access to their free events for example the Vena library in London has an events page and you can just sign up um yeah to whatever they're putting on that week so I would encourage that um you can raise awareness so really easy way is everybody's usually on their phone somehow at some point during the day anyway search for hashtags or keywords on your favorite platform see what campaigns are coming up and get behind it post it on your social media um share it with friends if you're not um yeah if you're not that inclined to post your stories I know I don't post my stories a lot on Instagram or whatever but um it certainly wouldn't stop me from sending it to a friend if I thought it was interesting or yeah you can um you know you never know what discussion you might start if you if you go through the hashtags and you or you read the news and you just have a chat with people and yeah just to be raising awareness about um current issues and what's going on in the world at the moment um you can so the next one this one gets a bit more um you you have to invest invest a bit more time in this so you can challenge the status quo so what does genocide education look like where you are can you do have access to a curriculum can you have a look to see let's say for instance in the UK what's in the national curriculum when do kids learn about the holocaust for instance do they learn about any other genocides um what 
do you th- is it sufficient do you think do you think it can be challenged in any way who can you write to about it like who can you speak to if you think actually i've i've heard a bit about the um the holocaust now and i if i remember when i was at school i didn't really learn that much so i want to see what's going on in my in my local secondary school and what kids are learning about nowadays and if i think that that is good or not perhaps you're a teacher and you don't think that your curriculum is sufficient who can you speak to at your place of work to maybe address that and how can you add in um yeah more how can you pay more attention to these kinds of topics are there like after school clubs or something or initiatives that you can run or yeah what can you do to like kind of challenge the status quo as is at the moment um so going off of that so not only can you challenge but you can also campaign for change so what needs your support right now have you searched through your social media okay i've seen this campaign um going on how can i join it what can i do in my like in my area who can i write to about it how can i join the campaign how can i give can i volunteer can i give my time and support to this um can i give it my backing um is there a skill that I have that could contribute to um, this campaign? Is there a protest that I can join? Um, stuff like that. So you can actually join the campaigns fully. Um, next one is kind of similar to donating, but more specifically, because this is how this podcast came about, actually, crowdfunding. So this this podcast would have taken a lot more time to get together and be recorded and and um uh published if i hadn't done a crowdfunding and with all the magnificent magnificent people who donated i actually got the funding for my equipment that would have taken me months and months and months to get the money together for and that meant that this project to um yeah was able to get off the ground much quicker and if that can happen to me think what you can do for another project that needs your help so go on crowdfunding platforms and just donate maybe you've got like an extra tenner this month or you know you're saving on not really going out and doing anything because we're all on lockdown Um, and you can just put that towards a project that you believe in I'm not saying blindly do it but maybe you go again put in keywords and search out a project that you're passionate about maybe you're super into I don't know um VR or stuff like that or yeah virtual reality or um more artsy stuff or I don't know publishing like that kind of thing and you want to put your money towards that it's a great way to show your support and help social impact projects get the funding that they need um you can volunteer so what I used to do was I used to befriend holocaust survivors and I would go to a nursing home each week and sit with a survivor her name was actually Esther and she was very sweet um but she was in a nursing home and her family couldn't visit her that often because they didn't live near her um and there's a lot of um initiatives like this um that you can have a google and you can befriend people who may not outside of you have that much social contact with people I know there is restrictions at the moment but I'm pretty sure um 
that you could even put yourself on a waiting list or something like that. You can get the ball rolling until we're actually allowed more um, personal contact than we're allowed now. Um, outside of that, you can donate clothes, um, furnitures, a hot meal um, to places like refugee centres. Is there people that need language exchanges are there people that need to get to know their town or city do they need help with administration so for instance in berlin um if you go like you could go to a refugee center and then perhaps there's someone there who needs someone who speaks fluent fluent german to help them with all their official forms that they have to fill out let's say if they're applying for um if they're going to apply for health insurance or something like that, you you know what I mean. Um, what skills do you have, or how, or what time do you have to give over to someone who perhaps has come to a country and they feel like a complete alien and they don't know what to do and they feel very isolated? There are ways for you to help them. Um, definitely, definitely the easiest way, like donate, donate to the refugee centres or. Um, yeah stuff like that see if there's ways that you can volunteer your time perhaps to um yeah be helping people who have survived atrocity basically and then lastly you can commemorate so as I said in the beginning all the different dates for the anniversaries or the memorial days for the six different genocides this month you can actually just take some time out yourself and um, look at survivor testimony look back over um, what happened and you can also look up at what is going on today and what kind of initiatives are happening you know are there people from Rwanda who are still campaigning for um campaigning for reconciliation and that kind of thing what's going on um you can sit just yourself and reflect pause and reflect read testimony from people show your respects light a candle like that kind of thing um you can talk with your friends and family about it like hey did you know it's the 17th today and this is the memorial day for such and such um yeah and just make make sure you're taking the time out to observe and be mindful that this is a very real reality for people and it's history and at times still living history you know we still have holocaust survivors today which means every genocide that's happened since we still have survivors of those genocides also so there's plenty you can do to observe these these days and that's it so that's the list of 10 things I hope I was quite clear I hope I was quite clear on the exam like giving you examples but um, I did write a blog for the times of Israel so you can find that listed like the 10 points are all listed in that blog um, but I just thought I'd come on the podcast and talk about it because maybe not everybody has read that so now you have a reference point for things to do and I have linked that I have, I think I put the web page on one of my social media posts, but I can also put it in the episode description if you just want to look back or look over it. But I hope that kind of gives you an idea of what you can do this month. And yeah, whatever you have the time and energy for, just do something off the list and it will make a difference to somebody. And yeah, you'll just get the good vibes and good karma out of it. There's only good, good things can come from giving 
it's what I believe anyway um so yeah that's the 10 things um and then also briefly I wanted to touch on this week that Yom HaShoah is this week um 7th from the evening of the 7th of April to the evening of the 8th and I just want to explain what it is so it's the Israeli day of remembrance for the holocaust so this is observed separately from international holocaust memorial day which was back in January the 27th of January um as that marks the anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz but um Yom HaShoah marks the anniversary of the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising which was the biggest act of Jewish resistance during the Holocaust and in Israel there is a museum that was founded by survivors of um this uprising called the Ghetto Fighters House Museum and maybe you want to check out their website and perhaps there's something on the list that you can do for them and they do really really great work at this museum um oh my voice and they do really really great work at this museum and it's one of my favorites um I don't know every time I've been there I've always had a really good vibe I I really like their approach to education and what they do and they're very inclusive museum and it isn't overwhelming and yeah I just appreciate their work and I just know some wonderful people that work there also so shout out to my friend Lisa um but yeah um that museum was actually founded by um people who survived the ghetto fighters um people who survived the Warsaw ghetto uprising and who were very active in it as well so I'd encourage you to look them up but yeah so that's Yom HaShoah and that's why in Israel they observe it on that day because of this act of resistance that happened during the Holocaust which I think is a very um very poignant rather than just rather than just remembering all of the destruction it's it's also acknowledging that resistance did happen um and also outside of that so one great initiative if you do want to get involved in the commemoration side of Yom HaShoah it's called Zikaron Barcelon and I'll put this in in the show um notes as well and that translates to memories in the living room and what what this social initiative does is it encourages people to gather in their homes so in their um living rooms and on Yom HaShoah and commemorate the holocaust in a more intimate way so usually there's three parts to this so what they encourage you to do is to one share testimony and then to express yourself through some kind of creative lens and then so that you can kind of digest like the testimony that you've just listened to and then after that have an open discussion around um around the testimony around the holocaust around the memorial day and yeah it's just encouraged encouraged as like an intimate commemoration so if you're interested in do in doing this please go to their website they have resources on how to kind of construct your commemoration and yeah just just make it easy and you know because they understand that it's not an easy topic and it's not it's not an easy thing to address so they have um resources for you if you're interested in do that i know the restrictions probably won't allow people to be in each other's houses physically but you can do this virtually i did it virtually last year because as we all know we were on lockdown this time last year 
And it was very easy, like just had everybody on Zoom, shared my screen, did the testimony um, and then in, like just had a bit of discussion with everybody and it went really well. There's no pressure on it to be for whatever it has to be. It's whatever you want to make it. It's just really focused on sharing that testimony and spending the time on on having a discussion around it. Um, so, yeah, you can also honestly, if you can't, if you don't feel like getting people together and doing that maybe that's a bit overwhelming for you you could just do it on your own you could just find find some testimony I don't know maybe even on YouTube have a look at it and then tell your friend about it or post it on your social media or tell your mum about it or a family member and leave it at that even that that in itself is still an act of commemoration whatever you feel comfortable doing just do it just do it um so yeah with all of that being said I hope I haven't rambled on too much this week but it really is just I just want to encourage people to be proactive and find a way that suits you and just do it and keep doing it never mind never mind the impact trust me it is helping whatever your contribution is is helping the worst thing for any of us to do is absolutely nothing. And um, yeah, this podcast is a great starting point. But if you can do, if you do or can do anything on the list, please tag me, please email me, please let me know if you want to, what you're doing. And yeah, just, I mean, just absolutely go for it. Just go for it. And I look forward to hearing or seeing what different people are doing. Like, even if you just, you know, you just drop me a DM and just say, oh, I donated to this museum or I did that or blah, blah, blah. It's a vibe. It's a total vibe. So yeah, however you choose to, go for it. And with all that being said, I'm going to sign off now. And next week I'll be back with a different episode. Um, yeah, I hope you have a great, I hope you have a great week and I will ca catch you next time. <laughs> Ciao.